Welcome to another installment of the Say Something Podcast. Say something, say something, say something. I'm Jermaine Morris. I was bringing you real life without the sweetness. Here with my partner in crime one time, Mr. Barry Axius. Yes, sir. How you doing, brothers and sisters of America? The free world, America. <laughs> That's right. Land of the free. <laughs> home of the brave. We are here with the newest installment of the Say Something Podcast, where we find different things going on out here in the world that we feel not only we, but the world needs to be saying something about. Different topics of... Uh, Whatever's going on, pop culture, race, religion, whatever's happening out here in these streets that we figure we're going to talk about. And, of course, the biggest subject going on right now, not only in this country, but globally, is the election of the newest, the 45th president of these here United States, Mr. Donald J. Trump. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, Donald J. Trump, the 45th elected president of these here United States, just happened this week, beat out Hillary Clinton, who a lot of people thought was the favorite. You know, they thought this was going to be a gimme, that Don was just a, a, a puppet, a figurehead. He was just, you know, comic relief. Mm-hmm. And, and he didn't and have matter, a shot. Matter of fact, I mean, we, he was supposed to be voting for himself November 29th. Yeah, 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 yeah. November 29th. He was supposed to be election day. You know, he was supposed to be just the smoke and mirrors to set the table for Hillary. And all that went left when he tapped into a percentage of America, which a lot of Americans have tried to act like don't exist. Uh, so, uh, a gentleman was, was on, on uh, he was talking about it. He was saying that Donald Trump tapped in to the to the quiet racist population. To, to the undercover racists, the ones who've had to bite their tongue and, and bite their cheek for, for the last decade because it wasn't politically correct or because Obama was president and they want to be out there like that. But he spoke to a percentage of, of Americans that a lot of Americans act like don't exist. And that group got him elected. Yeah. You know, got it, got him in the game. So now we're going to see what that looks like. There's been a lot of protests well, you across know, the nation. Well, I, I, I would disagree a little bit on that. It wasn't just you know, whites, it was Negroes, Mexicans. I mean, there's a lot of, in racism, you know, it's it's about a lot of power structure. It's about power, right? Yeah. But in the same sense of prejudice, let's look at it in the fact that there are certain, certain Latinos that look at um, the Latinos that are coming, you know, jumping over the border or whatever like that. Yeah. They down uh, uh, talk them and they look at them as, they're not the same as we also look at in our black community. You know what I mean? There's Negroes that are uppity and they look at the other Negro and be like, nah, that's not I ain't me. one of them. Yeah, man. exactly. So in the same sense, there was a a, 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 a whole variety and, and with the woman vote as well. Yeah. There was plenty of women that voted for Trump, regardless of um, the things that were said and was brought out. With Trump and the fact that he's had, you know, a few different wives and, you know, he has the young the young woman as his wife right now. So it wasn't just the closet racist. I think it was a, 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 a array of other people. But it's just funny to me how it's all played out, because regardless of whatever anyone thinks, the fact that we have a guy that was so boastful and had such an agenda and was so forceful that we've Never seen before in our presidency, all these other guys were kind of low key with their thing, and you kind of come to find out their personalities weren't really shit anyway. He was the only president that you ever seen really say certain things that you was like, huh? And actually got away with it and was rewarded. Yeah, well, uh, a lot of that is is uh, he. 
first be first off, we, we, we've prefaced it before on the show. America's a capitalist society. I get mine. Now you get yours. It's Gotta about, get mine. Yeah, it's all about the dollar. Donald Trump represents capitalism. Like he is truly the face, the face of the franchise. Like he is his boastfulness. His if I don't like you, I drop a bomb on you. Uh, Pro America, make America great. Like he is the the he truly is the poster child for what this country was based off of. And it, it has been a dude like this since Reagan that was had a lot of uh, just really blatant about kind of how he wanted to do things. And true, first off, voter turnout was horrible mm-hmm. this year. They said forty six percent of uh, eligible voters, American voters, didn't vote. Just didn't vote one way or the other. So uh, that number, on top of low, uh, low black and brown turnout, and then you had those those areas that were the swing states that Obama won last year, last last time around, that Hillary gave up. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it, it was it was a, a lot of things that worked out, but he speaks to to a lot of Americans, He, you know, and, and what's crazy is talk about the female voters. This is the same dude who's got a rape charge coming up next month. Mm-hmm. Like he he's sitting there, got, you know, he, he's sitting there, got to got to go to court next month mm-hmm. uh, dealing with a rape charge. Yeah. You know, so it, it's interesting how this is playing out. And, you know, you starting to see folks. True colors starting to come out a little bit when they, you know, there's some folks feeling themselves. I, I think that <laughs> I think I think that when you look at it for what it is, and the funny part about it, when some of those um, race baiters or those individuals that feel Trump speaks for them, yeah. right? Those um, ignorant white folks that really believe, like, yeah, Trump. He's going to get all the Negroes and, and, and the wetbacks out of our country. Yeah. right? It's not your country, first of all. Like They have to have a hard reality check themselves. Trump ain't for you. Trump yeah. is for the rich. Trump is for the elite. Trump is for the capitalistic uh, uh, society that we have. Trump knows the game. Exactly. That's the thing. Trump is a player in a corporation called the United States of America, right? Yeah. So I call it the United Corporations of America. But this is the whole thing about Trump. I mean, you can't knock the hustle, but I was surprised because I really thought they were going to go and do it. We gave you change and hope. Obama, first yeah. um, African-American president of color, right? And then we're going to give you liberation and the feminine movement would have had to been shut down because now we have equality in such a worldly sense because we're going to give you Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Like back to back, right? But as we saw when we moved out of the Clinton era with Bill and we thought that, okay, we was going to get Al Gore, right? And yeah. another, another thing that was kind of shocking when Al Gore wasn't president – even when they were saying that he was elected, but then you know the Florida situation. Yeah. Now you have pretty much a good run with a Democrat for overall all Americans. Well, I can say black people, but just overall America in general. Yeah. You have a good run with Obama, and now you have a situation to where well that's not good enough. We're not going to move to Hillary. We're going to move to um, you know Donald Trump, and that's really what you call a Trump move. Yeah. Well, there's a few things. That worked with that. Al Gore shot himself in the foot while he didn't become president. Now, granted, there was the issue in Florida when it came to the the hanging chads, they called it, when it came to uh, Bush's brother down there, governor of Florida, that issue. He shot himself in the foot because he distanced himself from Clinton because of the Monica Lewinsky stuff. All he had to do to become president of the United States was tell the bulk of the Americans, I'm going to keep it business as usual, get the job, and then do whatever he was going to do. But he had there was a lot of Clinton supporters, mainly black people, 
black, black and Latinos who were on board with Bill Clinton, who if Gore had sat there and said, I'm going to take the baton and keep it what it is, he'd have been president. But because of that Lewinsky stuff, he drew lines in the sands and separated himself and he lost all those supporters that were behind. And that's why it even came down to one state against uh, him and Bush. But uh, Go ahead. no, finish what you were saying, because I because I, I, you're making a you're making a, a, a great storyline for what I want to bring up. So as we we take it into and something that's important to remember, because some folks depend on how old you are. You may not remember the, the, the Bush Gore election is when it came the way that they used to do their, their voting down there. You have to kind of punch it, punch your ticket in. And there was a lot of them that weren't they, they called them hanging chads because the, the ticket didn't fully punch. So anything that didn't fully punch was voided out. Mm. So though. So they said that uh, he the voting is that Gore uh, had more votes, but Bush won because of that issue. Uh, this is something that's important to remember, which this election, we talked about it before in a previous podcast, why this is a republic and not a democracy. Mm-hmm. A democracy is by, of, and for the people where the majority rules, and that, that is the definition of a democracy. Mm-hmm. A republic is where you use a representative voted by the people, and then those representatives vote to who it is they want. Mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton had more popular vote. Mm-hmm. If this was a democracy, Hillary Clinton would be president of the United States. Uh, Donald J. Trump beat her through the Electoral College, which is the basis of a republic, which is where you use representatives. So uh, so for people who, who equate the two, when you look at why Hillary had more votes, because you'll hear that, you know, through certain news cycles and media cycles. Hillary had more votes, just like Al Gore had more votes, but neither one of them won the presidency. That's why. Mm. Yeah, you think he's going into something. No, I'm just saying I, I just think it was hilarious because when you bring up the whole thing about Monica, right? Yeah. Remember, they wanted him impeached. Yes. This was the worst thing that ever happened since, like, Nixon and Watergate, right? Yeah. So, you wanted Clinton out of there. And, like you said, Gore pretty much lost because, he, though he distanced himself from it, it still was guilty by association, right? Well, was it? it wasn't the people who turned on Gore. Gore turned on Clinton. Okay. So but, that's why well, he what, lost but, Clinton's support. But I'm just saying, but still the separation yeah. or whatever like that, right? And then on top of that, with some conservatives, guilty by association, this yeah. is foul. You guys are probably two of the same in the same bucket, right? Okay. Now Donald Trump is the president? Funny how this is it, that, You know what I'm saying? Like this guy that has talked about Latinos, who's talked about handicap. Uh, uh, yeah. um, individuals, special needs, special needs. I mean, who who who's disrespected uh, our Muslim community? Yeah. Who who literally and and I will sit there and say that's guy talk that came out. Grab him, yeah, yeah, grab him by the yeah means and kiss him, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and but we know that stuff happens, yeah, because the rich get those kind of perks, right? Yeah. So he wasn't saying things out offline. It was just. It got public, right? Yeah. So I'm not going to go too much into it. But now that we know, he's still the president. Mm-hmm. This guy that has pretty much bullied his way into uh, the hearts of America. Yeah. He's president. Every value that we consider, right, to be American. Yeah. He is violated. Especially the Republican Party. He is violated. Yeah. And he's president. But you were headstrong about... Bill Clinton getting head. Mm-hmm. You were headstrong about a, a, a certain moves that Obama had created. Okay. You know what I mean? Let's stay with the Clinton thing and, let, and keep everything in perspective. We're talking about they wanted to impeach uh, William Jefferson Clinton 
Uh, Slick Willie, what they called him. Yes, sir. For 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 getting, it, but he did not have sexual relations with that woman. For getting hair from Monica Lewinsky in the office. This is the same. They they applauded and and cheered JFK, who was sneaking Marilyn Monroe in and out the White House, <laughs> and she hit him with the Happy Birthday, Mr. President. You know, little singing yeah. to him like he was patted on the back, like oh he he he, he hitting that. You know, it's the same. You know, so it's funny how this nation flip flops on what they want to get behind and when they care. Well, oh yeah. I mean, this is this is like the turn of the century, and this is why, as we go into a further outlook on what needs to happen and what we're going to be doing, out of forty-five presidents, right? Forty-fifth, right here. Forty-five, give or take three, give or take three out of these forty-five were racist were were um a part of a capitalistic agenda was about creating a system or continuing to operate in a system that's necessarily not for the people but the illusion that it is for the people okay. the illusion that it is democracy right okay why are you so upset about this like when i watched certain of the reactions on individuals i myself was shocked sick in a sense because it's like america you just this system is just bogus but in a in, in an idea, when I'm looking at it, I'm like, you know what? An, another day in the neighborhood of what we call white supremacy. <laughs> this is just what it does. This is what it is. So you can't really be so like, oh my god, because I never believed in the system anyway. Because the system is designed to keep us oppressed, right? So the system is not broken. The system is perfectly fixed. Yeah, said all the time that that the system runs exactly the way it's supposed to. And for people who were uh, surprised that that Trump made it all the way. Here, here. This is once again the Kansas City Shuffle and the Okie Doke. Mm-hmm. So all that stuff that that uh, Trump spoke to, because the, the one thing that is consistent about Americans as a whole, we respect an honest asshole. So even if the person who's talking is saying brash, rude, out of pocket, if you look at our our, our actors, our, our entertainers, our, the people who stand out in American history or American pop culture, it's those brash, direct people. That is an ideology that Americans as a whole hold on to. So the dude, if you come out talking crazy, they could say, at least I may not agree with everything, but at least I know what I'm getting. As opposed to someone who's who's duplicitous and does all this backdoor stuff and lies. So he got all these people speaking a certain way. 24 hours into his after he was elected, he's already backpedaling like they got him going through all the stuff he was talking about redoing the the uh, Affordable Health Care Act, a.k.a. Obamacare, where he was talking about doing away with it while campaigning. He's already said he's not going to do away with it now. He's going to make a couple of tweaks in certain areas. A lot of stuff where, he's, where he where he appealed to certain masses of people on the campaign trail. He ain't even a week in and ain't even started work yet. And he is already adjusting his narrative and, and, and his words. But isn't that what they all do? Yeah, but which is just funny to me that people got on board with. No, he's going to be the difference. Yeah. He's going to do it yeah. different. He's not a politician. Yeah. He's just a real guy. He's just going to stop, you know. No. He is the epitome of capital con. Yeah. He has made a living. Remember, this is a bankrupted president. This man has no qualifications in government. We essentially let a actor, right? Who starred in his own show, The Apprentice, become our president? Yeah. I have no uh, 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 takeaway from his business prowess, right? Yeah. 
He has been a man that through the fortunes of his fortunes who has made us to make more fortunes, yeah. right? Um, so he didn't start from the bottom. His daddy, his daddy, daddy had some groundwork. His daddy but did it. in order for you to be able to maintain, because there's plenty of kids that got it handed down and screwed up everything. Yeah. He's made his own empire on top of empire, right? Yeah. And he's also had to recreate himself and double back. So I'm not going to knock that. But I think that even Trump is a little bit more surprised that he's as well as president because I think a lot of those things that he said was for shock value, yeah. for shock treatment, and the fact that the media latched on to it. And then I go back into remember the guy Jimmy the Greek, yeah, Jimmy the Greek when he said the things about the black athlete and you know and and, and Jimmy the Greek when you think about it he there was no malice in some of the things that he said yeah. right and, and then when you look at it in reality some of the stuff that he said when you look at it now real time that it really was kind of some truth that he was speaking yeah. it was just the moment in the time it was like oh my god right yeah. but as we see the Negro was being used just like he said right and 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 being breaded just like he said he was off CBS and there was no word of him and his career and he pretty much died in misery and shame because of that episode what they did when trump started popping off and made the, a comment about the latinos you know they were rapists they're drug dealers and all this other stuff yeah there was a little miniature boycott but the media created what trump has become yeah well also to go along with that is is that he he is not just this crazy kooky old dude who's just talking so yeah. a couple things to, to put in you know we say proper framework because people bring up the fact that he is he's bankrupted. Bankruptcy at that level is not the same as bankruptcy on the everyday level. Pretty much every major successful person, businessman you've heard of has bankrupt. Bankrupt is a way to, to preserve and save your assets. Yeah, most definitely. So for, for some people, they don't yeah. they think, oh, well, you can't run a business because you filed for bankruptcy. No, you couldn't handle your finances. That's why you filed for bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. But at that level, you file your Chapter 11 to, to preserve your income and your assets so you can rebuild again. Um, the way he did it, they kept calling him de de divisive and, and how he was tearing America apart. No, he, what he did was smart was when he addressed uh, Latinos, he didn't address, you know, the Mexicans born here, Cubans, Puerto Ricans. He separated. He drew that line in the sand of, of classism yeah. between illegal immigrants and immigrants and, and and Latinos that were here, and that's why you had some of those that so were they came here out and voted because I'm voting for him because he he drew that line in the sand, and so he's like, no, I'm not talking about all Latinos, I'm talking about them, mm -hmm. and as long as and it's something that this country has been real good about, as long as you can make somebody feel that they're a little bit better than someone else, you can get them on your side, you know, and, and so that's kind of his his approach was, you know, he just kept working the angles to get the job. So now he's he's there. And I think what's happened is what happens to all these these politicians that come in, because something that's important, too, is Republicans won the White House, mm -hmm. but they also have uh, the, Senate the Senate and the House of Representatives. Yeah. It's all Republican. Yeah. Like the last time this happened was in like 1928. So the, and, that, and, that, and that in itself is a bigger issue. And, and that's when you come into the rule of thumb of why. The workings of how this all operated to be a win-win for them. It's like we control everything. Which is the important part is why you start to hear – you're going to start hearing some backpedaling and some changes because once he got the job – once it was – when he was re leading up to winning, when, when he was a front runner with some real steam, he started getting people in his ear. And then once you get elected, that really is this conversation where it's, okay – 
Uh, all that stuff you thought you was going to do is the same conversation Obama got, the same conversation Bush got. Is, I know what you thought you was going to do, but let us put it on the table and let you know what it really is. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and he's really getting introduced now to what it really is. Yeah. Because they said right going up to Election Day, he got the phone call from from Putin over in Russia. Like the moves that, that the, the people who are around the world who were waiting to see who became president, that dictates who's in charge in other countries. Mm-hmm. That's regime change, you know, government shifts, military presence. Who's in control in the United States dictates globally. Donald Trump is about to be a richer man than he's ever been. Like well, he, I mean, he's really about to be richer than rich. I mean, he's is rich already. Yeah, but he's about to take it to his, the next his level. His money's about to go through the roof. But there's a reason why whenever they show presidents that get elected, they'll show two years in, four years that they age in dog years. <laughs> Like, like, I mean, these dudes look like they go through the ringer. Yeah. Like, and so now there's a whole lot of entities that it's real easy to judge from from the couch, mm-hmm. the armchair quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, he should have did this. They should have passed that. He, these phone calls are coming to his phone now. Now, I know. And in the simple fact that is I that's why I'm not relating to the emotion yeah. of, um, you know, a lot of people. And I'm not saying that people shouldn't be upset. Yeah. And we did. A, um, we did. Actually, I had an interview that they didn't play, of course, um, for the news. Because we had actually did a healing space for people and a kind of eventing moment for our people here in Sacramento, me and Pastor Les Simmons, my brother, that um, excuse me, I collaborate with a lot of different things tackling in our community, and um, it was filled with a lot of um, different multi uh, multicultural uh, uh, full of people in there venting and frustrated. But then I also had to say that if you seize the moment now to be in fear that they want. You got to seize the moment to be courageous and and be strong and fight because they've already showed exactly what they feel about you. Now you got to show them what you feel about them. And I think for far too long, why I did not want Hillary Clinton in, because first of all, yes, she's a politician and she's qualified, but she's not qualified for me because in the same sense, she did not speak to none of the things that are ailing my community. And she did not at any particular time really, um, have a bit of sorrow and maybe she might have said sorry a few times but it was no conviction enough to be like you know what those things that i did in the past were the past and i had no um recollection or idea that the things that um was carried out with me and my husband did the crime bill that would be what it is now and now bill has said that but necessarily um uh, hillary hasn't and it was just almost seeming like she was so far trying to get the black vote went going from Jay Z, um, bringing dabbing, out Beyonce, hot sauce um, in the purse, and, and dabbing it, dabbing it, um, getting LeBron James, and it was like Hillary. You know, this is a lot bigger than just this. It's not about the black vote. Don't put it on it. Where it would be an outcry for black people to look at people like myself who did not vote, yeah. who did not vote, and say, "Well, it's my fault." California has always been a democratic uh, state, so it wouldn't have mattered if uh, uh, these nuts was actually going and and um, trying on to go a democratic for the, ticket. Yeah, if he was on a democratic ticket, he was going to get his uh, California. So when we look at it and essentially look at all of the other states that were for Trump, that lets you know all those other states that racism that. Um, inferiorism that they look at as as black people and people of color that they have is, is just so real right like they really truly believe that this is their country and it's nobody else's so i look at it when trump going in i rather have that 
So now we know the work we have to do compared to having Hillary and people sitting back thinking like, okay, you know what? Um, this is a democracy. There is no evil. There is no racism. Yeah. But now we have to deal with these things head on. Okay. It's something that came out. Uh, David Banner. Maybe David yes, Banner. Sir. He came out. And he said something. And then uh, rapper Killer Mike said something that kind of seconded that and emotion. Phil, Phil Valent- Dr. Phil Valentine said that as well, too. That, that Trump becoming president is probably the best thing in the world for black people. Mm-hmm. And the mentality is, is that you know that there is now a position in place that don't give a F about you. So the, the 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 mindset and the mentality of the cavalry coming or some relief, some recovery, go ahead and take that off the books. Go ahead and take, remove that off the schedule. So now that there should be that this should be something that forces the hand of togetherness, of, of unity, of building together, because there is no external influence that's coming. Because something that happened under the Obama administration. Now, granted, this wasn't his fault because this was a working that was in place long before he got there. But the deadline happened on his watch is that during his tenure is that black people became a permanent underclass in the United States. So an opportunity to, to move our way up economically and, and to shift kind of what was happening happened during his, his tenure. So what happens is now is that black people who used to be number two by population uh, and influence dropped down to about number five. That puts us in a position to where no decisions that are going to be made to the benefit of the people are coming our way. Mm. So Latinos will get addressed before us. The LBGT community will get addressed before us. The Asian community will be addressed before us, as well as Caucasian Americans addressed before us. So now anything that's passed, that's done through this country that has to affect us will probably be a bad thing. A detrimental thing, because the, the, the biggest as the Dow Jones got to dip going into the election, one thing, one area that spiked out through the roof, private prison was the private prison stock. They they are double downing on the idea. And, and I promise you, sometimes I, I, I really, really, really fight myself to say, mm, should I invest into that? But I know the damage it would do. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're really double down on the idea that there's going to be a whole lot of prison building. And his campaign is, is more so he's going to fill it with uh, illegal immigrants first. Um, but the train that's never late when it goes through this convict lease program, when it goes to fill in prisons, you know who they come for. Oh, yeah. And without having an economic base and without Mm -hmm. having a good foothold and and putting ourselves in in empowering positions where the first black president came and went, where there was no policies, no executive orders, which were done for almost every other community Mm -hmm. to get in a better situation. Mm -hmm. uh, It's going to be an uphill battle that like what they were referring to is why this might be the best thing for us is is it's fourth and long now. Mm -hmm. It's back against the wall. Yeah. Like the the shot clock is running out. The two minute warning is already the whistle has been blown. Yeah. You know, we're going to really have to make some moves with purpose. Yeah. You know, to, 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 to avoid some of these pitfalls that are getting set up for us. Well, I mean, I think about it like this. We've had two two uh, runs with Bush. Yeah. We had a heavy run with Nixon, um, Watergate. We had Reaganomics, you know, Ronald Reagan in his era. And then we even had uh, the actual. Um, I would say the shadow and cloak of Bill Clinton that yeah. we figure out wasn't really a good opportunity opportunities for black people, right? Yeah. We've gone through all this. I'm not in fear of what Trump is going to do because at the same time, I will say this when he said, what else do you have to lose? Trump can do one or two things, right? He can sit there and just continue the norm of black people are not getting anything and yeah. black people are going to be the bottom of the, the, um, 
the uh, cookie jar, or he could be, you know what? I sat there and said, with me, this is going to change. This is going to change. So there is a light at the end of the tunnel because he, as he's coming to office, I don't see him, and maybe I'm wrong, I just don't see him being this, this strong-armed, like, uh, um, commando that's going to do exactly what he said he was going to do. I look at him as more or less, you know, buying off Morgan Chu, being a bully. And if you are not politically savvy to go against someone who has been trained, ordained, born into this politicalness, yeah. as Bill, um, as Hillary Clinton, excuse yeah, me. 30 years in politics. You are going to do something outside of the norm. You're going to be unorthodox, right? And the unorthodox challenging the system in a whole is what he did. He couldn't challenge her with policy. He does not know it. He couldn't break down what he's done as far as business he can. But he couldn't break down no, procedure. No, no foreign policy, he, no, no he, education he, system. No, nothing, no, no. nothing. So in a sense of he used his popularity, he used his boldness. He used his wit as far as money. He used the fact that he actually created the Trump movement. Yeah. Not the moment, but the movement. Taking that from the great Obama playbook, which Obama was a movement. It wasn't a moment. It was a movement. So as you see this black man speaking about hope and about change, yeah. you were moved. Yeah, people bought in. No agenda, you no plan, but, you, but they bought it. in. Yeah. You bought into the Donald Trump movement. You didn't buy into the guy. You bought into the movement. You bought into the slogan, make America great again. And that resonated to those ignorant I'll just leave it like that. Yeah. Ignorant motherfuckers. I'm gonna say. Now I'm saying. I'm gonna say it's a podcast. We can curse a little bit. Ignorant motherfuckers that really truly believe Trump is speaking to them. Yeah. Well, because where it's at now is is and why the other sects of government lining up make makes a difference because he's president. Uh, uh, he's the front face. Like I said face of the franchise now is president elect. But with the House and the Senate being Republican, realistically, they're gonna run through whatever policies that they want to get done. There's going to be very little resistance, at least for the first two years of, of his of his term. Oh, man. But with, with there's going to be now. Here's the other part is um, Obama had that his first two years. And what he ran through, he pushed the bailouts. So people wondering, like what? You know, he couldn't. His hands were tied. He was a, not the first. Not when he, no, not when no. he got the job. No. When he got the job, he forced through the bailouts. Because, because, see, again, again, when we talk about emotions, yeah, America, again, was in that emotional state. All hell had broke loose with Bush for eight years and we were fed up. So you had to have that sense of change and hope. So Obama do whatever, just like Donald Trump resonated for those, especially those angry uh, middle class white Americans that have felt they're being pushed out that blacks and Latinos and Muslims are getting some of, of, of what their culture is and some of the benefit of the doubt with the jobs and, yeah. and, and, and all these other different things that he spoke to them. He spoke to him. He didn't directly speak to him, but his, his, uh, his whole party, the, 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 the Trump party, cause I can't even call it a Republican party, the Trump party and all his, his ide ideology spoke to him. And I think that's what triggered what, Obama did and what Trump is going to be able to do. Okay, so when we look at now with the the American population that this this is this is a, this is the guy. So regardless of you how you felt about how the election went, how you if you agree with it, disagree with it, like him, don't like him, whatever, he, he's the guy for the next 4 years. So, what do you feel about the people who who 
who are commenting and critiquing the folks who didn't vote because there's a, there's a lot of people who are, who are, who are catching heat, AKA uh, Mr. Colin, Mr. Kaepernick, uh-huh. who has been the face of, of going for political change, regime change, systemic change about police brutality and how people are U.S. citizens are treated. Uh, but when he came out publicly and said that he didn't even vote in this year's election, uh, your boy Stephen A. Smith came after him with both barrels. And there's a lot of people now who are taking took the wind out of his uh, out of his sails saying that, you know, there's no validity to him or to anybody who doesn't vote. I think it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Our ancestors, and I keep on hearing it, our ancestors got murdered. First of all, they didn't die. They got murdered for the right for us to vote. They got murdered for the right for us to be able to move and navigate and go where we need to go and where we wanted to go. They got murdered for us to be able to sit there and open up businesses, for us to be able to have the same qualities and, um, you know what I'm saying, life expand um, span for other individuals who have it you know what i mean like our 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 ancestors died and got murdered for so much more than just a vote and at the same time they got murdered for us to have a, a a mind to where we didn't have to feel forced or direct us to just because these are the choices this is what you have to do you know you have a choice and so when i look at Everything that people have said and everything that people want to believe, whatever was going to happen was going to happen regardless. Hillary won the popular vote. It was the electoral thing that got everything all discombobulated, right? When you really think about it, there's a lot more sane and and creative people that have a right mind of doing the right thing compared to insane, disruptive, corrupted, racist who people that wanted to see America white again, really, we outnumber whites. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not just this white world any longer. It's, it's no longer that way. America functions with everyone adding in and chipping in. So when I look at that vote and I'm saying what Colin Kaepernick did and what hearing what Stephen A's is, who's right back on the coon train, I look at it like you're telling me because you're saying that my vote matters. I have to vote for shit. And then I have to vote with, for Pooh. Yeah. I, I just don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't really, I had no good choices. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to exercise my right to say I'm going to boycott my vote because I don't feel like my vote is going to be pimped. How would I have felt walking in some poll and voting for Hillary Clinton knowing what I know now? Back in the days when I didn't know, when it was in all the information, yeah. and you didn't know what she did to Haiti, you didn't know what she's uh, what she was a part of when she was talking about the super predators. When if you didn't know anything, Hillary would have got my vote. You know what I'm saying? But when you know, and you know, wait, she is the wicked witch of the West, but they're planning her out to be something different. And the fact that you're trying to utilize her being a woman to make me say, well, you know, gender equality and all these different things. Nah, I'm not doing it. So I don't look at it. The process of us voting is the only thing because the Negro could have voted Hillary in and the Negro would turn around and have the same issues and same okay. problems. So what about the whole idea of or even not even voting on the local level stuff that the, the mentality of because you'll hear it all the time. Yeah. If you don't vote, you don't have a right to complain. Or if you have an issue with something systemic in this country, voting is the way that you I change voted for, it. I voted for um, I voted both years for uh, Obama. Okay, and nothing happened. But I mean, so so as you're so like this is my thing. Like my thought process. Whenever I hear that, to me it sounds asinine. I'm it's stupid. A, so to me, because what I hear is that if you took two people uh-huh. and you got one of them who's uh, 
helps out the elderly, uh, helps out veterans involved in the community, works with kids, um, you know, it, it boots on the ground deep in the community, but they don't vote. They are somehow less valid or less important than someone who does none of those yeah, things and they vote but casts about. Yeah, that's stupid. Or, or, or the simple fact that, you know, someone that goes to church all day and prays and believes in Jesus Christ, right? Yeah. But they do nothing that Jesus Christ, yeah. and, I, and I very use that very loosely, has done or it was, was Quote, written unquote, they Christ-like. Yeah, yeah they exactly. Don't... Nothing. Because everyone, Christ is those who are damned, right? People who do the works of, of something great, right? Yeah. So in the same sense that you're saying this to be, oh, I am a believer, but I just sit here and believe in my church. You are a non-believer, but you're out here feeding the homeless, working with the youth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Helping those impoverished, helping those who are oppressed. Yeah. But you have a better fate than me. This shit is crazy. Well, because there's, there's a lot of people, and that's where he's taking a lot of heat over, and a lot of people, you know, you've, I'm sure you heard that before. Yeah, you know, I, you know what? You know, to keep it 100, bro. Literally, I've tried my best. To not get caught up in any of this stuff. Like I didn't literally watch the election, dog, because huh. I didn't care what happened. Yeah, I went to bed. You know what I'm saying? I, I woke me just, up and me found too, out. Bro, I, like, I, I woke up. And found I, out I, I did. I did. I did my uh, mentor program at uh, Volunteers of America. Talked to my kids. Some of my kids like, man, Trump's in the lead. I said, oh wow. I was kind of shocked. I was like, okay, well Hillary's really in a fight. Someone else texted me. Yeah, this fool might win. I said, okay. Then I'm like, well, you know, it is what's gonna be. I didn't have a nervousness. Because I didn't feel that some white supremacist was going to be knocking at my door saying, hey, little N, you got to come with us. Yeah, right? yeah. I just was like, OK, where are we going to go from here? And so woke up. It was Trump. I laughed. It was sickening because the values of America right in my face had basically said, eh, doesn't apply so for us. It doesn't, 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 doesn't apply to everyone. So it just but it also made me look valid in all the points and all the posts and all the things that I've been saying. Like, I've been yelling and screaming for the last three and a half years about the system. I've been saying, nah, this is this. Let's talk about racism. Oh, no, nah, Barry. Oh, you're just racism worried. Racism oh, is a non-issue oh, in America. And everything that I've done to this point is pushed out right in front of our faces and it's right here to deal with. Something that we don't want to deal with, now we have to deal with. So I was okay. I was okay and I felt good about not voting, not participating in something that was fuckery for sure. Yeah, because there's, there's, there's a lot of folks who get real sensitive when it comes to you religion know, and politics, dog. Yeah, because I mean, because I looked at, so I, I heard Kaepernick's response, whatever, and he felt that it was an off system. Similarly, it's a corrupted system. Yeah. So I, I'm just exercising my right not to participate in a corrupt system. And there's people who feel like, well, that's the most steady way that you can invoke change in America. So if you're not going to be involved in the system, then you've kind of lost your validity to comment or critique it. Here's the reason why I, I say this is because I'm not even a registered voter. So the way that I kind of work is that I, I am not. The things that I do are more so direct. I deal with people, not necessarily systems. So there's a lot. I've talked to, I got a friend of mine, and he's deep in the politics. Every time he hears me say that, he, I see his face cringe a little bit because I don't vote. Mm -hmm. 
uh, they said, well, you're not using your voice. And, and we talked about this before. You know, all your family that, you know, all the people who, who died for your right to vote. And I have the same rebuttal. I said, they, I, there were so many people who died for your right to get an education. So many people who died for your right to work and provide for your family. Mm-hmm. So many people who died for your ability to start a business and prosper and, and be there within the community and protect and provide for your people. Um, we ain't hollering. You, when you don't pay child support, ain't nobody saying that, you know, your, your, your forefathers died for your right to work so you could take care of your family. Mm. Nah. When you dropped out of high school, nobody said your forefathers died for your right to get a quality education. Mm. You know, when you sit there and do all this, this, this nonsense and, and bitch assness out here, ain't nobody saying all the generations that came before you so you could act right, you acting this way. Uh, so I don't just draw that line and say voting is the end all be all. It's not. Because it's not. You know. I mean, is, 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 vote, is voting going to stop um, black men from, you know, not being fathers? You know what I'm saying? Like, is, is it going to stop them from not leaving the household, doing the craziness that they do? Is it going to stop uh, uh, the woman from walking down the street and, and selling her body? I mean, is this voting going to stop all that? Yeah. Like, what we have so many immediate problems. And we're just specifically talking about the black community. That... Whether it's Black Lives Matter dealing with the police brutality, whether it's us being all trumped up because this Trump thing and getting all like overzealous about he's going to put us in these concentration camps, yeah. right? We have so much to clean up. Our participation in certain things, when we had the opportunity yeah. to like, clean up house with a black president, we didn't, didn't even do, do that. Didn't do that. Brothers couldn't even get organized to create a black agenda. You had okay. bourgeois Negroes sitting up there in their high stoop ladder that wanted it all for themselves and moved their own agenda to get their monies because they knew the day was coming. <laughs> this whole good get it's like it's like like the dope game. Like I remember um hustling marijuana. I remember I had some good runs, but eventually I knew this was a good run. It's eventually gonna be fucking over. Yeah, well, we let Obama get through eight years with doing nothing for the black community. And, and and there's some people who argue that. And just to be clear, there are things that he put into place that by default benefited some black people. But there was nothing that he specifically did for black people. And the argument of, well, he's not a black president. He's the president of the United States. He had no problem doing specific policies for individual groups. Man. He had no problem doing individual Latino groups. No, he had no problem doing executive orders individually for the lesbian, gay, uh, bi, trans, whatever the LBGT fully stands for. Yeah. I'm not trying to disrespect it. I just no. don't know. No. Um, for the LBGT community. He had no problem doing a, a specific set aside, but he didn't do anything specifically for black people, and he was never held to the fire in an eight-year term. Even when it was time to do like the mentorship, it was yeah. for the boys of color. Yeah. And something that yeah. I was I was liking with Dr. Claude Anderson would always say, he said, in my entire life, I've never met anybody named Civil. You know, we go for civil, multicultural, uh, of color like that's a, these are in broad ambiguous terms mm-hmm. every other group comes with something specific we need this for the latino people we need this for the asian people we need this for the women mm-hmm. we need this for but for whatever when it comes to black people it always has to be multicultural civil mm-hmm. uh people of color all this this big wide rainbow but with him getting out of office and not doing anything for black people he has now set a precedent that no other president following him has to do nah. anything for black people. No, nah. like I said, the only thing Trump does, if he wants to, just to stick it. See, black people, you're better with me. To give him another four years. 
If he because here's here's the real thing. That's real deal. If he came in and did something for black folks oh, specifically man. in his first term, man. if he said, "Look, I told you, you you, you can't do no worse," because you you would have had 44 presidents mm-hmm. who really didn't put you in the forefront of what was necessary. So I'm going to do this specifically for you. You guarantee black people are going to vote for him for his for his reelection. And that's why it was so key when he made that statement. I think it was one of the most critical moves that he pushed after all it because it was like his his kind of um, low key just kind of like, what do you have yeah, to lose yeah exactly his, his, his <laughs> the this campaign kind of hit a sour patch right at that moment right and well, I, don't know, I don't know something happened some controversy and this was before the um grabbing the coochie uh controversy but there's some other controversy that he was dealing with and it was just like yo like you your 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 education is is in the dirt you know you your unemployment is the highest it's ever been, and blah, say blah. So what do you have to lose with voting for me? What do you have to lose? Hmm. And I, and it was such a thing to where I laughed considerably, and I looked at it, and I was like, dude does have a point. Though people are like, no, nah, you got to look at this. I said, no, nah, I get it. I said, <laughs> there's a very real truth in that real statement. real truth in that statement. And I even said that to myself. When you put something out there like that, how could I go honestly and say I want to go vote for Hillary? And that's why I've always said it and I've petitioned it. Black people need to have their own party because well, I don't care if we have you running and you lose three to four years. All I mean, you'll always lose. Your yeah. remains in there, but you're losing, you're losing, you're losing. As long as we have a party that represents our needs, represents our ideologies, and it's a focus of what's organized in the black communities all around that we're sitting and saying, hey, here's our agenda. We don't have a black agenda, so we can't expect anything because we feel that the Democrats are our party, which they're not. But the thing is, along with that, is why I agree with the fact that we need to be organized and have an agenda. Lowest voter, voter turnout? Asians. Asians. Now, economically, Asians surpass white males in a lot of areas statistically, but they don't vote because they don't care who wins the election. It's got nothing to do with the business practices. It's got nothing to do with their day to day life and hustle. They do what they need to do. They know how this country works. Money is the grease that keeps the machine moving. So you get your pennies together and you go on and you get your pennies together to wherever you are locally. And you holler at your councilman, you holler at your mayor, yes. you take it to your governor, yes. and you say, look, I need these permits to open up these businesses here. Yeah. I need you to help me block yeah. these folks from coming in. And I think that because of this, and people are learning about this um, electoral votes, and people are learning about how it's important to engage um, in you know, local elections, like Michael Tubbs, and he's the first black mayor in Stockton. Huge, 26-year-old. I've met the brother before. Stanford cool graduate. Yeah, he's a cool brother. That's a great story. Yeah. Um, he he kind of fell in like a, a, a rough patch for a second, but it's kind of bounced back. And you never know. He could probably be running for president one yet. You know what I'm saying? I, I really see that he's going to go take his. I'll be interested his, to see what happens in Stockton. Yeah, I think he's going to take it to the next level. But um, Stockton is, and he definitely needs. It's rock bottom. Oh, my goodness. He <laughs> so got, got nowhere to go but up. He got nowhere to go but up. Up, up, up. <laughs> and the guy that was in there before was freaking a pedophile. Yeah, and he trash, beat out Silva and, and all that. Freaking but, probably an undercover racist. But, again, going into now what we look at it, if now people don't realize how effective you can be organizing in your local elections and your local 
economy and your local school boards and education and those different things like that to be able to apply the pressure on Sac County uh, supervisors, uh, council men and women in the city that you now will see a lot more changes locally go down because now people are getting the, the, the hint of what they have to do and what they can do. Because a lot of times, I know for facts, like certain guys that ran for um, you know certain areas, certain districts as they yeah. call it, they didn't. They weren't even opposed. Certain yeah. school board members, they yeah. weren't even opposed. Yeah, there's a lot of people, people who run unopposed. Yeah, they don't know. So it's like a walk-in. Like literally, I know one um, one council person, literally one by default because no one opposed him. Yeah, it happens. All you time. and I could have got more votes than that person and been on a council seat. But nobody opposes these people. So in the same content, this is what ends up happening. Yeah. And the important part when it comes to when you're stressing like the voting versus not voting, like like the Asian community who doesn't really apply voting, but they have what's known as leverage. So when you have you don't really hear about a lot of uh, police brutality versus Asians or or so. Now, here's the thing. Please, please, please. No, please believe. They out here committing crimes too. It's not that that Asians that they don't participate in the drug game. Major the, gang, the triads are deep in this stuff, just oh like the God. Colombians and the Mexicans and black folks have done. It's not like they they their hands are clean. They, they ain't clean. But the, the the important part is is that they band together for what it is that they need. And if you mess with them. You mess with all of them. Yeah. And so I, one of the best stories I remember is we're here in Sacramento, California. We have a professional basketball team known as the Sacramento Kings. There was a time back when the Kings were having a good run. Okay. We're looking at now probably about 15 years ago. Uh, back it was during the Chris Webber, uh, Jason Williams, uh, Vladi Divac, back when they were making noise. They used to have a, a player uh, named Jason Williams. They used to call him... Uh, was it white chocolate? Yeah, white chocolate. J-Will. He had handles. He was he was he was fan favorite. He was loved by the city. During a game where they were playing here, loved player, beloved in the city. He made he got into an altercation with some fans, and some fans said something to the effect, "Booed him, didn't like him, whatever." His response to that it was the Asian gentleman. He said uh, something to the effect of that, "We'll bomb you like we did, you know, before." Referenced in the, the war against, Harvard, right? against Japan. Well, the response to okay. dropping the bomb on Hiroshima. Uh, okay, yeah, okay. So he didn't realize that that Asian guy was somebody. That 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 nobody was a somebody. <laughs> and so that day he made that comment about that that Asian individual. Less than forty eight hours later, they made a move to get Mike Bibby because Jason Williams had to go. The Asian could the community linked up across the board and made a united front talking about how they were going to disassociate themselves with the kings and any businesses that were associated with them, that they would not tolerate being disrespected by their culture or their heritage by a player on this team. And if the team stood by him, none of them would stand by the team. This boy was out on the first thing smoking. Oh, I think that was um, I think he was going to be all the way. Out there anyway, but I no. But this is this is how that moved. That's how Mike Bibby ended up in Sacramento, is because they said he got to go today. Mm. Like <laughs> I don't care what you do, the front office recognized how money works and how all the sponsorships and the businesses linked and the box seats and the ticket sales and the, and the reputation and all that. That boy was out on the first thing smoking, and Mike Bibby ended up a Sacramento King. But now, when you say that story, then what the hell happened with Trump? Well, no, but I'm talking about this is organization. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. 
I mean, the Latinos are very diverse. I mean, they run a lot of what this country is. I mean, they fuel it. So when Trump said what he said, but this is this is what he said. It. He separated the two. He removed he he separated uh, Hispanics that were here in America versus the illegal immigrants who were trying to come over. He made illegal immigrants a separate entity. Mm-hmm. Those are them. You are you. Mm-hmm. And he drew that line in the sand. The comment in, in reference to the to the, the King thing is that I don't even think these guys were Japanese. Mm-hmm. And it was just a simple fact that they were Asians and, and they were just not going to tolerate that. And all the Asian communities banded together mm-hmm. like you're, you're not going to do this. You're not going to disrespect us. Mm-hmm. And they pulled together immediately and shut it down. Mm-hmm. We don't have that kind of unity. Nah. But that's the but the, but that shows what leverage and power in an organization does. Yes, sir. When somebody comes through and disrespects you, it's taken care of. Mm-hmm. There wasn't no huge protests. There wasn't this big. I never take heard it to the, about the they story. didn't take it huge to the news. They took it. They made the phone call or who they needed to tell. Mm. We are not going to tolerate this. We ain't going to deal with this. Fix it yourself, or we going to fix it for you. Mm. And that was it. Mm. And, and shit was done. Mm. That's what happens. That's what you get when you get organized. That's what you get when you have a united front and when you're pulling together. And that's something that we need to focus more on. Not worrying about who's doing this and doing that over Not there. Not worried about who's in the presidency. Doing just if we link together, you know, and, and, and do stuff together. We got to get off this. This, you know, we got to be more like ants. Mm. And ant is a strong entity as itself. It lifts like like eight times its body weight, whatever, you know, whatever. But ants' claim to fame is the team. Mm. You know, when they get together, like they showed National Geographic where, where a flood came through through an a, a anthill. All the ants link, linked together by legs and formed one big raft mm. and floated on the water That's crazy. to safety. That's crazy. Not because they were the biggest or the strongest. There was a whole lot of bigger creatures that were stronger, faster, yeah. that drowned. But because they were together and linked and unified, they made it. Yeah. And I think more of us got to get on board with that about, you know, we, we got to look out for each other yeah. and not worry so much about, you know, what these other folks are doing. I mean, and, and I, I totally agree. And I, and I hope that it opens up the eyes of, you know, just other cultures as well. I mean, and I know people don't want to hear it, but, you know. It all started from black. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, just, we go base everything back. It started in Africa and everybody kind of was, you know, saying the, the seeds from that. Right. Yeah. You, you, we can debate what Cradle we want to debate. Civilization. No yes. doubt. You know what I mean? Is the, the birth of it all come. So, you know, as we birthed it, you know, as we should follow in and, and look at it on a whole different scale. As I said in my speech um, a few days ago, I said, you know what, you 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 and I can be OK and not have to dislike each other because we're different. You know what I mean? It's all right. It's yeah. the what makes this world beautiful. I mean, I don't ever want to be just a population of just black people. You know what I mean? I just want to have a population where black people have the leverage to be able like I black yogurt spot. Oh, black a coffee spot. Oh, black cleaners. Oh, black grocery store. Oh, black hospital. Yeah. I don't want to be so um, confined to um, be in a sense of white supremacy Right. Where I'm not really liberated because they own everything. Nothing looks like me in my community. Why can't I have a community like the fabulous 40s here in Sacramento? Why do I have to have a community that looks like, uh, you know, um, Valley Higher or, you know, what I'm saying or Meadowview? Why does it have to be abandoned buildings, a whole bunch of churches, uh, a food desert? Why well, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to live into that. Here's something that goes along with it, because I know there are some people who who make the, the, the plight of, well, if black people just, you know, got it together 
if we just, you know, uh, made more money, tried harder, were more successful, we could, it, it would look that way. There's just, there's a few things, you know, it's always a history lesson, you know, let's just say something. Uh, there are some systemic things that have stopped that. There's actual policy that if you put, you know, so many black people in your neighborhood, it brought down the property value. So by virtue of if you got 20 homes on the street, everybody's in the same tax bracket. Everybody's house is worth the same. If you move three black families onto your neighborhood, doesn't mean that they don't they don't do anything to the house. They all look identical by virtue of the simple fact that they're black. Your house is now worth less. So now when you multiply that by multiple black people, your property value of your neighborhood decreases drastically. And it's not because the homes aren't upkept or the yard is messed up. Ain't no pickup truck parked in front on the grass. Just the simple fact that being black living there brings down your property value. Like things like that have historically and systemically caused division. Because if you were in a white neighborhood and your house was worth 200000 and two black families move in, now it's worth one eighty just because they live there. That's crazy. You're going to feel a certain kind of way about your neighbors just being there because though they've done nothing to you personally, they just cost you twenty grand because they moved in. And so when you come to these other developments that are higher up and the property value goes up, well, you get areas that are predominantly black because they're black. They're worth less. Mm. Like these are the things that now, even though you own a home, the equity that's in your home and your value Mm -hmm. is decreased or you don't get it because you have black neighbors. Mm. Like these systemic things are what causes a lot of problems and rift that need to be addressed throughout, you know, this nation. And that's why I believe that with that being said. This is the time to address these things. Yeah. Like now we have that guy in there. Let's address this racism. Let's yeah. address this classism. Let's address this sexism. Let's address the systemic ideology that has created so much of these things that is detrimental to black people, Asian people, Mexicans, um, the Muslims. Let's deal with this because when you think about that, it's ludicrous. Yeah. My house value shouldn't go down because just a few simply I mean, because on, like, that's the only that's the only reason I shouldn't reason. have a, a school that's performing so low that the only reason why they have it is just because there's too many kids in the community. They can't shut down the school. Yeah. Right. It shouldn't be that way. Because, see, with people like just for using that example with the homes where people don't what to get the whole big picture. So if you move black people into your neighborhood and brings down the property value, that offsets the taxes that are used for the school districts and the police department. That offsets the, the value of buildings to opening businesses that offsets the community as a whole. Just that one simple policy that's put in offsets your, your business and commerce, your school system and districts, the, the homes in which you live in, the, the, the all the community parks and recreation like all that stuff so you start saying why do all these black communities look this way because there's some puppetry going on that sets the table for that you know (laughs) it's not just by by sheer chance virtue or luck now granted there's some stuff that we do that we ain't got no business doing that doesn't help our situation but i think that you're right i think with this president this is probably the first one in a long time that would probably answer honestly if they have that conversation well, what about this and this? You probably gonna get a straight answer from this one. Address the issues at hand. Yeah, and these are the issues. It is no more waiting for Jesus to fix it. We must fix this. It's no more hoping that the Democrat Party is going to work it. We've learned there's okay. no kind of party <laughs> except the People Party, and that People Party is groups of individuals that have the same ideology, have the same struggle. The funny thing about it, you and I as black men. 
we don't even fit in the category of the destitute of some of yeah. the black communities. But because we know how important it is for the overall scheme of things, yeah. though we're outside of that tax bracket, we put ourselves in that tax bracket of the less fortunate, right? Yeah. We are two men grown that know how to work, don't have felonies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're out the way. We could either go either way. It could be, but at the same time, we know the way it is for strong individuals to be very mindful of what one bad apple creates a whole bunch of other bad apples yeah. in a bunch. So it can't just be, uh, oh, I got mine. You got to go figure out yours. No, I want us all to get ours because it makes a lot better and it makes it a smarter and it makes it a, 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 a really, to be honest with you, a better world for our people. Yeah, because we could very easily just move off to the hills and, and, and start Hell a new. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come down, yeah. work the little black kid, yeah, those poor yeah, Johnny, right, right, and leave up out of here. Right, do I mean, a little dance, little man. Do a exactly. little dance. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, high five. Catch y'all yeah, later. Let's go. Because I think these things are necessary. We talk about, you know, who's elected to the White House, what the people's vote is, and 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 how we feel. We think that the nation should run, but realistically, it's going to be important to address how we are as individuals, the community that we live in, who we. Who and how we elect to carry ourselves and who we have involved in our lives for what the type of world we want to see. What are the moves that we're making? How are we behaving? Not just worried about what somebody who got a job for four years is going to do, but what are we doing every single day? Not his four years, but our 24 hours. And these are the things that we need to hold up to the light, our own behavior, as well as those in our households, in our communities, the people we come across. And if we're not looking to be open and engaging and honest and transparent, we can't expect that out of somebody else because it's just because they got a certain job title. You know, we have to kind of we have to be what we want to see. And, and and these are the type of things that we have to address and that we think that are important that we think that folks need to say something about. Say something, say something. Say something. I'm Jermaine Morris, always bringing real life without the sweetness here with Mr. Barry Axius. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Where can folks find you social media wise? Uh, Barry Axius on Facebook, um, Instagram at Team Boy and Barry Axius on Twitter. I'm trying to get back on my Twitter game and I'm. I've been so slow and steady with that thing, man. Yeah, I'm Jermaine Morris on Facebook. And BlackBlueprints.com. BlackBlueprints with a Z. With a Z. Everything social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all this stuff is at CEO. Also, when you hear the podcast on SoundCloud or wherever you get it, feel free to leave comments, tell a friend, sub- subjects that you want to have addressed or brought up, or maybe you've got a point of view on something that you've heard on the podcast. We open to listen. It ain't just our opinion. <laughs> it's your opinion too. It's your opinion too. So until next show, we'll holler at you later. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.